are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. That means the ASU basketball team plays today, which is definitely exciting. But in today's edition of the podcast, we're going to be talking about Rashad White. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him before. He plays running back, I believe, for ASU. But he accepted his senior bowl invite. We're going to talk about what that means for him and what he has to gain and lose. We're also going to do a preview for Sun Devils basketball against SDSU. And I've got a couple of jaw-dropping stats about that that you're not going to want to miss. And then lastly, we're going to look at three different players to watch against Oregon State for the upcoming game this Saturday. Thank you so much for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode of the Locked on Sun Devils is also brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. Richie, as I mentioned, it is a Thursday edition of the podcast, man. We get some basketball today, uh, hopefully a, a great game for ASU. I think when I start talking about the stats... Uh, for anyone listening, I did not tell Richie some of the, the research I had done going into this. Uh, it'll make this game that much more worth it. But how are you doing? I'm doing really, really good. I am halfway through this week, and then we get to the weekend, and we got college football, we got college basketball tonight, and then next week is a three-day week because we got Thanksgiving, and it's it's a great holiday. I don't call it overrated all you want. You people are wrong. Thanksgiving is an S tier holiday. I get to sit on my butt and eat food like a pig with football on. You cannot tell me like what you say about turkey is what it is. But you can't tell me that Thanksgiving is a bad holiday. Can't change my mind. Two things. One. We also could do that after we hurt ourselves playing football earlier in the day. That's going to be an Ah, uh, the turkey bowl. Classic turkey bowl. Second of all, it kind of depends on the games that are on TV, but at the same time, it also kind of doesn't matter. I get to watch the Lions every year, Mr. Drios. Who are undefeated <laughs> in the month of November. Um, oh my God. Don't. We're trying to record a podcast. Um, I'm not trying to fight. You chose violence, and I don't appreciate that. With that, we're going to get back to college football. Rashad White, we talk about him constantly. We. we Talked about him a ton in yesterday's edition of the podcast. But he accepted his senior bowl invite. Richie, what does that mean for Rashad White? Well, first of all, it's awesome that we got to speculate about something that seemed really obvious. But at, at the same time and the same token, it's nonetheless awesome. I can tell you that tonight after I got done with work, I popped on Twitter and I saw that and I freaked out. I was so, so excited, Connor. And for a multitude of reasons, if nothing else, I get to meet and interview him when I do make it out to Mobile. That's what I was going to ask. Are, are you for sure going? You and uh, in front of the, the podcast, Donnie Druin, uh, have made their way out there several times in the last couple of years. Obviously, last year with COVID, didn't happen. But um, you're for sure going out there this next year? Can confirm I am currently arranging my arrangements. So your boy Richie will be out there and... Not only talking to Rashad White, but I'm sure there's going to be a few other Sun Devils out there, too. That's going to be a fun, fun week for the podcast. Whether you're able to join uh, or not, we'll definitely be talking back and forth. Uh, that's going to be a very special week for the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Yes, it definitely is. But getting back to the topic at hand, talking about what it means for Rashad White, there's a lot of things. First of all, it means that 
the the draft community recognizes who Rashad White is. It, the Senior Bowl, as we've talked about before, it's an all-star game, Connor. Not every senior gets to go to this. And not even like big-name seniors. Like The best of the best seniors get to go. And it, it's an opportunity for these guys to really introduce themselves to the national media. And they, they turn some guys from, who the heck is this guy, into, oh my God, this guy's a first-round pick. The, the biggest example I can think of, and you would recognize this as a Cardinals fan and other, other listeners of the pod, because most of us Arizona State fans are going to be Cardinal fans, Hassan Reddick made himself a ridiculous amount of money going to Mobile. So I can tell you that getting invited and accepting your Senior Bowl invite is massive for your stock. It's pretty pretty unfortunate to make a ton of money in Arizona. but Yeah, he hasn't made a ton of money anywhere. So He, he will. Oh, he, he will. will. But anyways, this is not the Locked On Cardinals podcast. This is the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, and we're here to talk about Rashad White. Rashad White is clearly rising up boards and he's rising very fast and it's well-deserved as we all know. So the, the last Arizona state running back to go to mobile was, Eno Benjamin, who, even though he was only a seventh round pick, nonetheless, he got drafted. And there's a lot of Arizona state running backs who cannot say that. Yeah. I, I think when push comes to shove as of today, I don't worry about him getting drafted. It's more of a, where does he go? I'd be lying to you. If I said, I don't want him to have just a dominant senior bowl, have a great, um, uh, combine and then get drafted as high as he possibly can. I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't care. At the same time, it just depends. I, I want him to go to the best possible situation. Uh, anything that is going to extend his career where he just gets the best opportunity possible to shine. Uh, I, I haven't heard a ton of Rashad White's name in the major media, but that's kind of because the Sun Devils haven't been the most dominant school this year. They, they haven't had a, a reason to have a ton of national attention. So this is honestly Rashad's, one of his first chances, potentially the biggest chance of the year to really make a name for himself on one of the biggest stages of the year, especially during the draft process. Well, and that's the biggest thing, right? Is he can really, really improve that draft stock where he came into this year, definitely an undrafted kind of guy. Starts off the year strong. Now now we're kind of looking at him. At this point, now we're like, okay, this guy's draftable. You know, we could take a flyer in the, in the sixth or seventh round. And he continues to dominate. He is going to be first team All Pac-12. Guarantee it. Put it in pen. Lock it down. He will be first team All Pac-12 this year. That's going to garner more attention. Now he's going to the Senior Bowl, where once again he's going to get much more attention. Now the media is going to get involved and realize, okay, this guy's pretty good. Maybe our maybe our good friends over at NFL Network can highlight him a little bit and bring him up with. Uh, the experts like Daniel Jeremiah and Lewis Riddick, although Riddick's at uh, ESPN, but neither here nor there. Point is, you you are going to seriously see Rashad White's name pop up draft boards. And I mean, it was a couple short months ago that very respected member of the draft community, Mel Kuyper Jr., had Rashad White as his fifth running back on his big board. I forgot about that. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Totally forgot about that. And there's a chance that the rest of the media and teams could even follow suit and have him in that top five in a very interesting running back draft. I think the general public, the way they view the drafts, specifically, like even take us as an example, as the Sun Devil fan base, watching our own team week in and out, we, we kind of get a general idea of what guys can and can't be. 
I, I think we know how special Rashad White is, but that doesn't mean a ton of other people do as well. But at the same time, because we're not privy to understanding what truly goes into one team, let alone 32, making their own big boards, what criteria they use, the interviews that they've had, the entire process of it all, we don't get a ton of that information. So trying to, to guess where Rashad White's going to land right now or where he's going to get picked almost feels impossible. Do you think he could do enough damage, though, in the Senior Bowl to not get drafted, even though he's had a phenomenal season? I mean, more often than not, going to the Senior Bowl helps your stock. It, it would take a lot for you to plummet your draft stock. And I mean, it's not impossible. I have seen guys go out there and have terrible weeks. And this is no, no like, a caveat here. There's no, like, character concerns, nothing like that. Like, has good interviews. It, it's not so much who he is as a person, but for whatever reason, like, just does not perform well in the field. Do you really think that, that could hurt him a ton? It just, it just really depends right. if the other running backs that are out there completely outshine him. If he ends up going out to Mobile and he looks like the worst running back out there, then yeah. His draft stock is going to tank a little bit. Or, God forbid, God forbid, if he got injured. that That's another big, big step in the Senior Bowl is they have uh, they they have medical tests where they, they check to see if you're healthy, if you're in shape, if you pass a physical, drug test, all that stuff. If he doesn't pass any of those, if for some reason he fails a drug test, if, if for, like, God, for, God forbid... He hurts himself between now and the Senior Bowl, and something doesn't check out when he's at the Senior Bowl. That, to me, would be the biggest hit on his draft stock. Because otherwise, Connor, as you you and I both know, this guy is a football player and a, and a really, really good one. I have no doubt that he can go out there and play with the best of the best. Some players that I think didn't even end up getting to play in the game due to injury, and it might have been because they got hurt during practice. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But if I remember correctly, I think both Mac Jones and Quentin Miners were hurt to the point where they didn't get to play in that game. Obviously, it didn't necessarily hurt their draft stock a ton. Uh, both were taken, I think. Miners was the obviously the, the player taken later, but I think he was like a third-round pick for Denver. So um, The center? I, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was he actually made his name during practice that week. Became a huge, huge thing. Yeah, because uh, he basically was wearing a crop top all the time with that big old beer gut of his. So Rashad, that's all you have to do is show off your abs, just wear the crop top, and then ball out on the field. No, be it doesn't work. It's got to be your beer belly. Like, it can't. He can't like pull a Zeke and like have a Zeke. He can't just have like the like that little, weird looking six pack that yeah. Zeke's got going on. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure Rashad is shredded. Okay. Well. Hopefully he just balls out nonetheless. Definitely a lot still to gain for Rashad White, especially if, again, totally forgot about, about the Mel Kuyper thing, but if you can get more national attention on him, especially during that week, there's still a lot of hoops that Rashad has to jump through before draft day. Uh, a lot. So, But with that, there's also a lot of opportunities for him as well. So the Senior Bowl invite is just the beginning for him. As Sunnable fans, I, I know not just us in the podcast, but those listening, uh, anyone who's gotten to watch Rashad over the last two years, could not be more excited for him. Uh, as there's going to be more seniors accepting their invites, we'll make sure to uh, tweet that stuff out and talk about them on the podcast. Uh, we know Rashad White is the first of many. Wish him the best of luck. So with that, we're going to head to our second segment. We're going to be doing a preview against SDSU. And again, have a couple of jaw-dropping stats here you're not going to want to miss. Come back for our second segment. You're listening to the Locked on Sundables podcast. How does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? The short answer, they have access to the right kitchen tools. With Maiden's professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anyone is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. Maiden produces professional quality cookware for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen 
to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Made-in products are made to last, and they offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly and can even go from the stovetop to the oven. They have 40,000-plus five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. Made-in. Better cookware for better meals. Right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code Locked On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. So go to maidencookware.com slash locked on and use the promo code Locked On for 15% off your first order. That's maidencookware.com slash locked on. Use the promo code Locked On. This episode of the Locked On Sundables is brought to you by McDonald's proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, where classmates can come to meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place where you look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I know me personally, one of my favorite memories as a kid was playing a Little League ball and then stopping by McDonald's afterwards uh, just to grab a snack to be able to reconnect and refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Locked On Sundival's watch party? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. We are back for the second segment for a Thursday edition of the Locked On Sundival's. Uh, We're going to be doing a preview of the San Diego State University game against Arizona State this week. Right, I guess I should even say today. But thank you for making Locked on Sundles your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Richie, we come into this game. Sun Devils are 2-1. Uh, one loss coming against uh, essentially a three-quarter buzzer beater. Uh, still well-deserved. Uh, SDSU is 1-1. One one. They are 1-1. One one. You're, you're hearing me. You're, you're with me so far. 1-1. One one. If they lose this game, that would make them... One and two. Yes, that's correct. Right. Let me ask you a question. Let me give you an answer. When was the last time SDSU was under 500 for their basketball program? Um, do, We've talked about this before. They've been a very good basketball program for a long time. I'm going to say seven years. Ten years. Or that's 305 crazy. games. Apparently, I did a little bit more research on this. SDSU <clears throat> played a game on an aircraft carrier... Uh, that was apparently super windy, playing essentially on the coast or on the water, uh, that nobody could make a shot that day. So, But why? I, I have no idea. That Hopefully that was nationally televised or something. That was the first game of the season for SDSU that they went under 500. When was the last time they went under 500, not including the home opener? Not including the home opener? Yeah, so they didn't lose essentially. So like winning their home opener. Basically. Yeah, so essentially they would have had to have at least lost like the first two games or something like that. Or have in, in this case, they would have lost like two of their first three games or something. Not including game one. When was the last time they were under 500? Is it longer than 10 years? Yes. 15. It is 2004. So essentially 17 <laughs> seasons, 566 games since SDSU has been under 500. Do they have a good basketball program? I believe so. And regardless of, of what their ceiling is consistently, you haven't been under 500 in essentially 17, 18 seasons. That, that always confuses me with sports, but essentially 17 to 18 years. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. ASU 
I, I have not looked at the spread yet. I, I'm sure if they're not favored, it's going to be pretty close, I would think. But seven like that that would be a huge accomplishment for ASU. Is that going to be something that people are going to just talk about for like the, the next couple weeks? Probably not. But I saw that stat and had to do more research. That is absolutely crazy for ASU. How great would it be to get your team back on the right track by taking down such a such a dominant program over the last 20 years? I mean, that that right there is a confidence booster, especially considering you've been playing down to competition. Let's, let's call a spade a spade. You have not been playing well, and you are playing at the level of competition that you've been put up against, which quite frankly is not good. So you need something to kick you in the butt and get you right back on track to the promising season that we were hoping you would have. Taking down San Diego State was already looking really good, but now with everything you've told me, it feels so much better if you can somehow pull off this one against the Aztecs tonight. You're talking about confidence. I kind of I, I hear that stat, and I'm I'm going the opposite direction. I'm getting a little bit fearful. Like it, it just feels like San Diego State has something working in their favor where they're essentially not allowed to be under 500. So. I almost feel like we're guaranteed to lose this game, and that's not based on logic literally at all. But what we do have in our favor, Bobby Hurley since 2015, so since he got here now in his seventh season. Has it been that long? This, Yep, correct. This is his seventh season with us. So uh, in terms of coaching, uh, the best out-of-conference road record since Bobby Hurley joined the team. Uh, now, I, I know that's a little obscure. You don't play that many out-of-conference games and on the road, nonetheless. Bobby Hurley has played 10 games uh, since he's gotten here that are out-of-conference games on the road since 2015. What is, what is his record in those 10 games? 9-1. and 8-2. Very close. Fun fact, that's second in all of college basketball over that same time span in terms of winning percentage. Winning percentage. That is really good. The Just ahead of him is Miami, Florida at 8-1, and one, and then Villanova at 12-4. and four. So based off of total wins, no, they're not second all-time. Uh, but... In terms of winning percentage, that's something that they have in their favor. Um, in some of those games, ASU had beaten number two, Kansas. Uh, they did not play an overly close game to number five, Kentucky, at that time. Uh, but obviously, a, a win against Kansas on the road, huge, huge accompli- uh, accomplishment. So is SDSU going to be that kind of a victory for them? No. no. Is, is SDSU a very quality basketball cro- program? And even though they're not in conference, should you take that and kind of like wear that like a badge of honor? Yeet. 100% you should. So I, I don't want to already make excuses saying, well, Marcus Bagley might not be in this game because realistically you should still be taking care of business. SDSU is going to be the best basketball team you've had to face this season, but ASU's had plenty of question marks so far through the first couple games, and and I get it. it. It's been three games. What team, for the most part, does not still have question marks, uh, especially with all the new faces that they have on their team? So it, it's not so much that I have an issue with those question marks, but as you had said, they're not playing up to the level of competition. Uh, there is definitely a good amount of what's going on with this team. What are they doing? Like, why are they not crushing some of these teams that they should be crushing? So uh, a win against SDSU should be a very good moral victory should they win this game. Uh, knowing that they could potentially put them under 500 for the first time in 17 years, a very quality basketball program, uh, is definitely something we'd have to come back in the podcast and talk about. 100%. So here's hoping that that's the correct trend that we're headed towards. So we'll be talking about that game tomorrow after the game finishes. So we can talk a little bit about what went well, uh, potentially what didn't go well. Hopefully there's more good than bad to talk about. 
But come back for our third and final segment. We're going to we're going to be previewing three different players to watch on Oregon State's football team for their upcoming game this Saturday. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Ben Online remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. We're back for our third and final segment for a Thursday edition of the Locked On Sentinels podcast. Now talking about three different players we're going to highlight that the Oregon State Beavers, wow, uh, are putting against the Arizona State Sentinels uh, on this Saturday. Big, big game for ASU playing at Corvallis. We've already talked a little bit this week about what this win would mean to ASU. Uh, definitely go back and check our, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday edition of the podcast, maybe Tuesday. Just make sure to check out all How of about, our Yeah, just listen to all of them. That way you don't miss it. So we talked yesterday about B.J. Baylor, their stud running back. He's one of the, the top rushing yard leaders in the Pac-12 with 1,050 rushing yards uh, for six yards of pop and 12 total touchdowns. Uh, not much as, uh, as a receiver. He's got like 53 receiving yards through the air with no other touchdowns there. Uh, but the offense really seems to ebb and flow with B.J. Baylor. Interesting little nugget for you. Uh, of their last, like, three of their last four losses that they've had this year, uh, B.J. Baylor has not reached 100 yards in, so, in those games. So, really, that's going to be the storyline for ASU going into this game. If they can stop B.J. Baylor, and just because you keep him under 100 does not necessarily mean anything, but it puts the game on their quarterback shoulder, which we'll talk about in just a moment. So, DeAndre Pearson company really got to keep an eye on B.J. Baylor. Uh, as long as they can do a good job against him, I feel really confident in ASU in this game. Yeah, and I mean, Baylor is definitely the face of that offense right now. You don't rush for 1,000 yards in 10 games, right? Yeah, 10 games. You don't rush for 1,000 yards in 10 games by accident, and you certainly don't rush for almost 800 of those yards in seven conference games. I mean, the dude has been dynamite for them, and he's getting in the end zone too. Yeah, he's not the biggest factor in the passing game, but they don't really need him to be when he's just that that bell cow guy that they trust the the ball to go to him consistently. 176 touches in, or carries, excuse me, 176 carries in 10 games. They clearly have no issue leaning on him. And it, I, I would tell you that taking away B.J. Baylor is going to be nearly impossible. But if you can manage to do it, you're going to seriously, seriously increase your chances of taking down Oregon State in Corvallis, which, as all Arizona State fans know, is a huge win. So in their last two games, it they actually got to look at what Stanford did and what Colorado did. So they've actually held them to about a combined four yards of carry over the last two games, uh, while he's got six on the season, and even actually a 3.2 a pop against Cal. So if they can go take a look at what they did to I shouldn't even say stop B.J. Baylor, but at least try to contain him a little bit. Whatever they can do to try to slow him down, they, they really need to focus on that, and the rest of the defense should kind of at least kind of come to play there. So let's talk about their quarterback now. So that's going to be Chance Nolan. Uh, not incredibly impressive this year. He's thrown for just over 2,000 yards, completing 63.2% of his passes. 
8.7 per attempt, which is definitely very solid. Uh, 16 touchdowns, two eight interceptions. So not bad, but as we had just mentioned with Baylor, he's really the heart and soul of their offense. So if Nolan, well, let me just say it this way. Last week against Washington, you gave a, a so-so quarterback an opportunity to complete essentially two perfect drives against you to put you in a hole 2-0. I, I think we can talk about how good Rashad White was and that he got him back in the game, but really it was the defense that buckled them down and gave them an opportunity to come back. I think Chance Nolan's a better quarterback, and if they put themselves in that same situation, I'm not so sure they're going to be able to come back from that. So they got to keep Chase Nolan guessing. They have to force him to pass the ball a little bit. If they end up beating you that way, I'm much more willing to lose the game uh, versus letting B.J. Baylor run all over you. So Chase Nolan, uh, good athlete, good, solid quarterback, not the most talented we've played against this season. No, but we do need to talk about the fact that Chase Nolan is a dual-threat quarterback. Yes. I, I want you to take a look. What? How many sacks has he taken this year? Look at that number. He's taken nine. He's taken nine. And then he's lost 72 yards. He's basically got just over 200 rushing yards in a year because he's run for 274 and 59 attempts. So basically add, he's got... Uh, like, but add those 72 sack yards back, Connor. You got him at 346 on 50 carries. Yep. He's averaging almost seven yards a pop. And he's also got... Doo -doo -doo -doo, well, one. just one touchdown. But, I mean, Arizona State has struggled with the mobile quarterback this year. And now they got to play another one. And this guy can beat you with his arm, too. He's passed for 2,000 yards. He's got a 2-to-1 touchdown-to-pick ratio. He can move around in the pocket, and he can take off. Chase Nolan may not be the most intimidating quarterback in the Pac-12, but he certainly is going to be a problem for the Sun Devils. We're not going to come on record here and say that he's just a nobody because he, he's got he's got talent for sure. And again, if the defense does not buckle down uh, sooner rather than later and they put themselves in a hole, Nolan's going to make them look silly, and it's not a position we want to be in. Now we need to move on to the third and final player, uh, who's arguably their best player on their roster, but Avery Roberts. He's got 106 total tackles, almost split pretty evenly. He's got 51 assisted and 55 solo. Richard, you and I had talked about this before uh, we started the podcast. 106 total tackles. Where does that rank in college football? Fifth, I think we said, right? Inclu all... All of college football. Fifth. Fifth in tackles. Dude is a tackles machine. He is your anti-Rashad White position. They, they are going to play him at inside linebacker, but they're going to do everything they can to make sure Rashad White's not running the ball effectively. As easily over the last two weeks, but it feels like most games that Rashad's played in this season, he's got a couple signature 20, 30-yard runs that really help spark this ASU offense. He's going to try to do everything he can to make sure that doesn't happen. Uh, otherwise, he's got a couple pass defends. He's got an interception on the season, a uh, forced fumble. So the other stats, not incredibly impressive, but clearly a sideline-to-sideline -side tackler uh, for Avery Roberts. And, I mean, it's a perfect description. It's, he's, he's a guy who's going to make plays all over the field. You don't walk into 106 tackles by accident. You don't get eight, eight tackles for loss and a sack and a half by being a dude who can't move around and you don't get an interception and two pass defends by being bad in coverage. He is the jack-of-all-trades. He's the leader on this team. Like we said, he might just be the best player, period, on this team. It, it, it's going to be a fight. And unfortunately, with the way that Jaden has been playing over the last few weeks, I do not have the most confidence in him being able to beat a guy like a uh, Avery Roberts. I just, I don't. And I really hope that's not the, not the case here, but... 
this this is going to be another one of those games where I'm just going to give Rashad White the ball 30 times and let him do something with it and just have Jaden be a game manager at this point. It's it's so unfortunate that we've gotten to this spot where Jaden Daniels is now nothing better than a game manager, but it's the reality that we face and it just it is what it is, Connor. In in, in the famous words of Richie Bradshaw, it is what it is. Hey, that's you. We will be making sure to preview this game in a little bit more depth uh, on Friday's edition of the podcast, doing our, our bold predictions as per usual, uh, also looking at some of the betting lines as well. We'll also be taking a look at what the other experts are saying about this game and then recapping what happened for ASU versus SDSU. Thank you so much for, for making us your first listen. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios or find Richie at Richie Brads with a Z36. We also have a Twitter page that is at LO underscore Sun for the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Uh, always have content coming out Monday through Friday, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, which could be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Now make sure to give a listen to Locked on Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Thanks for keeping it locked on here with the Locked on Sun Devils podcast.